0: Let's
1: get started. Hey, it's Andy here, and welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast. So, there are many ways that you can get things wrong with your patient, and what I'm going to talk about in this week's podcast really is a 100% guaranteed way that you can totally mess up your patient's rehab plan. So I guess every single week I I get questions about this particular topic, or in fact, not about this topic, in fact, about something different, but as you will learn in this podcast episode, I guess the original questions and the original problems the therapists often have when they reach out to me are not their actual problems, and and I'm going to explain that in full now, and you'll see exactly why so many of the problems, so many of the the challenges that you're facing right now with your patients and ultimately the reason that they're not actually getting better is not usually what you actually think it is. So, I get so many questions and, and a lot of them are from students and also from new grads wanting ultimately to get better results, more consistent results with their patients. So, They're probably at a stage, particularly here in terms of new grads, where some patients get better with their care, with their treatment, with their rehab. Some patients don't change too much. Some patients might actually get worse. So the most common is probably patients that might see some improvements over those first couple of sessions. They're pretty motivated. They're happy, but you get to session three, session four, and that progress starts to stagnate it might actually start to drop off and particularly so when you then try to add in maybe higher level activity. so you might give your patient the green light to start running to go back to sport to go back lifting weights in the gym and they start to regress their knee pain their back pain their shoulder pain comes back and I guess the question ultimately students and new grads are reaching out for is, why is this happening? Because they, because you want to get better results with your patient, and that's, that's pretty obvious. The reason you probably wanted to become a physio in the first place was to help people out. And when you're not able to do that, and, and when you're not able to give the service that you would like to each and every patient that you see and that you actually treat... It's pretty crushing, you know. You know, I, I've been there before as a new grad, and it's it's not a nice nice place to be because all you want to do is help them out, and when you can't do that, you know, it's it's pretty tough, and and you often feel frustrated. Um, sometimes maybe a little bit worthless. Maybe you feel like a bit of an imposter. You're this qualified therapist, and you can't actually give your patient what they actually need. And I guess as tough as it is quite often it's actually an easy thing to sort of fix up and that's what I really want to talk about in this particular podcast episode and it's not about I guess trying harder doing more things it's actually ultimately just fixing up something that you're probably already trying to do but maybe just not quite doing it as well as you can because the problem is if you don't do it if you keep continuing to get these inconsistent results, you're struggling with the patients that you're working with. You're not getting the progress you want with your with your patients or, or even the athletes that you're working with. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. And again, if you're not sure why this is happening, you're completely un, you know unsure. You don't know what to do, and you don't actually know how to to change this. And it's it's a really tough position to to be in. And the problem most therapists actually think they have is when they reach out to me they're asking questions about you know what am I doing wrong with my treatments what am I doing wrong with my my rehab programming and the implement implementation of my rehab programs so a lot of therapists think um and often wrongly you know in, in my opinion i will explain why and, and hopefully and I'm sure you will actually d- agree is they think they've got holes and gaps in their treatment and rehab provision. So they go and learn more techniques like dry needling, acupuncture, ART, or maybe some other three-word treatment technique. There's there's thousands out there. Or maybe they start using different rehab methods, you know, blood flow restriction or using some new sexy rehab protocol they've found online or copying some of the exercises they've seen their favourite Instagram physio using on, on social media. And sure thing, like some of these techniques and all the things I've mentioned there, I use uh, at the right time with the right patients. And sure thing, some of these rehab techniques, some of these treatment techniques uh, and exercises are going to help, but they're only going to help if they give them to your patient. So you give the right exercise um, to to the right patient at the right time. How you determine what treatment technique you use, or what rehab exercise you use, or both, is 100% down to your patient assessment. So when I first talked to new grads, 9 out of 10 of them are making errors with their treatment provision, with their rehab provision, because of their patient assessments. And 9 out of 10 times, probably more if there was a 0.5, 9.5 times out of 10, The problem starts with the the assessment. So all these conversations, all these questions nearly always start with, I think I need to be better at my treatment techniques and, and rehab and learn all these things and do CPD courses on these types of things. But the solutions are nearly always, always involve the assessment. And this, if you step back for a second, makes total sense because if you don't do a great job with your patient assessment, it's really likely that you're going to struggle to find the right diagnosis or to actually identify the right patient problems that you actually need to fix up. And you fix these problems up using your hands-on work, using your rehab. But if you don't know what these problems are to start with, if you don't know what you're working with, then you're really going to struggle. It'd be like a car mechanic trying to fix your car. It's in the garage, but putting a blindfold on him and not actually telling him, the problems you're having. Maybe you've got four flat tires, but he can't see what's going on. He's not able to identify you've got four flat tires, so he puts a new engine in, you know, and that clearly is not going to fix your car because there's nothing wrong with your engine. And again, looking at your patient, if you can't identify, you know, the right diagnosis, the right problems that they have, you ultimately might be trying to fix something up that doesn't need fixing, or you might be completely missing something that does need fixing. So... If you do not know quite simply the problems you are trying to fix, then you know how are you going to be able to pick the right treatments and rehab? And the and the fact of the matter is, you're not. And as simple as this may sound, as logical as this may sound, and it probably makes perfect sense as I, as I still talk on this on this sort of podcast, most of you, and I'm particularly talking here about new grads, and and almost exclusively every single student, don't value the I guess the, the need for a really good patient assessment. So, what happens is, and I see this all the time, is that you just rush through that part of the assessment. You want to get to the sexy bit, particularly the subjective, where it gives you so much information, so much rich information, and actually helps to really guide your objective assessment. But you're too eager to get to the sexy stuff, all the, you know, even the back end of your objective assessment where you're doing your special tests, but particularly. Getting your hands on with your patient, trying to fix them with your hands-on treatments, trying to try out those you know new rehab exercises and protocols you've seen. That new exercise that you saw the physio Instagram guy do do last night. But when things don't work out and your patient doesn't progress as you'd hope, taking all this into account, you still wonder why you're stuck and why things are not progressing. So what happens then? is that then you try something different. You try another treatment technique. You try another rehab exercise. And what happens here from session to session, you're just bouncing between different treatment technique to a different treatment technique from one rehab exercise to another. And as I say that, I'm sure that sounds so, so familiar with some of you guys that are listening and what's happening to you in in the department you're working in, in the clinic you're working in, even the sports club that you're working with. And I see this not only with new grads, but actually with experienced therapists that I work with and and mentor. And whilst on the face of it it might seem like a treatment and rehab problem, in the majority of cases there's there's big holes in the assessment. And again, unless you're gonna fix that up, then you're gonna to continue to feel confused. Your patient's going to become more frustrated as they don't progress. Their symptoms come back when they start some of those activities I mentioned before, like running, like lifting weights, like going back to sport, going back to work, whatever it may be. And as a therapist, your head feels like it's spinning because you are unsure why this is happening and you're unsure what to do next with the patient or the athlete. That you're working with. But if this is happening to you, what you need to do is stop. What you don't need to do is try another treatment technique or rehab exercise. Because in most cases, it's probably something to do with your assessment and something to do with your subjective and objective or a combination of both that you're not doing as well as you could do. And I guarantee almost 100% that is something to do with your assessment, something that you could do better. And it might be a question you could have asked in a different way or or a, a question you may be not asked in the subjective assessment. It might be the test or the order of, of your objective assessment, maybe a test that you've not included. It might be a more appropriate special test that, again, you've not done with your patient that's going to help you to find the right diagnosis and ultimately to help you ensure that you're actually treating the the right thing so this is not what happens in real life what happens in real life is that you try something different you try something different you go on another cpd course to learn more hands-on techniques to learn more rehab exercises and again it's it's all to do with the assessment As I record this podcast, I am in a hotel room in Newcastle, which is in the northeast of England. For you guys that are not in the in the UK, I have just done day one of my APMIF course, which is basically a um, a high level trauma course that I um, need to 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 do and and should do as a a physio working in sport for for the work I do in football and rugby, etc. and if you've ever done any type of trauma, which as a therapist you will have done, even like basic life support, you know A, B, C, airway, breathing, circulation. That is a almost a, an algorithm of the method that you're that you're going to follow. That you do A, and you don't pass A till you know you, you complete A, and only at that point you can move on to to B. When you you know fix up B, then you move on to C, and it's very much like your assessment and your your treatment and rehab. So the assessment comes first and you should never progress on from your subjective assessment unless you've got all the answers you feel you need from your patient. Then you move on to the objective assessment and then only then do you move on when you feel you've got all the information that you need from your objective assessment and only at that point then can you really make a decision regarding the diagnosis the problems your patient has so that's not the diagnosis that might be a lack of range of movement at their knee or um, pain in their low back when they do a particular movement it might be poor muscle output or strength with a particular movement in a particular plane or or whatever it may be they're your problems and then the third thing so we've got diagnosis we've got problem list and the third thing you want from your assessment is ultimately a plan you need to know where your patient is right now their end goal which will be different for every single patient or athlete that you work with and then the steps so then you can build a actual rehab program that's actually going to get them from A to B from A their current you know, injury state if we call it that to B which is their desired outcome and again that's going to be different for each and every patient that you see but we can't find the diagnosis. We can't identify our problems and we can't put together a a treatment and rehab plan if we don't do a good job with the assessment so rather than just slogging your guts out by you know working harder by giving your patients more time in sessions giving them more treatment techniques giving them more rehab exercises you know instead probably what you need to do is stop think reassess go back to your subjective go back to your objective assessment and again, start looking for the missing ingredient because there'll be something there that you've not done as well as that you, that you could do That is that is really going to help you make sense of what's actually going on with your patient. This is really going to help you to find the real issue. And then once you know this real issue, you can be laser focused with your time, your efforts and your energy and making sure that your patient is focused on the right things because ultimately that's what's going to get them better. And ultimately, anything you give your patient, whether it's a hands on treatment technique, whether it's and particularly with rehab, if you give your patients these things and they improve your patient's symptoms, they improve their function, they get them closer to their end goal, patients will continue doing them. The moment they start to question, If what you're doing is actually helping them get towards their end goal, whatever that may be, then they might start to waver, their motivation drops, they stop doing their their home exercise program. And that is when you start to encounter problems with adherence and ultimately we see patients and athletes stop progressing. So the one thing that is really going to help you be able to pick the right treatments and prescribe the right rehab is having a structured Assessment process that can help you predictably, you know, time after time, give you the information you need and extract that information from your patient. So, this is regardless of how old they are, if they're male, female, what injury they have, whether it's a shoulder, lower back, an ankle, a foot, you know, an elbow. And I guess. Above all else, the, the reason this is, this is so good is it's going to give you complete confidence in what you're doing. So you know what questions you're going to ask in your subjective assessment and you understand why you're asking these specific questions. You know what tests you're going to do as part of your objective assessment and you know exactly what order you're going to do. And this is so, so, so important. And even almost better than that, you have the confidence, you have the conviction to actually give your patients a diagnosis because you know you've covered all bases, you know you've asked the right questions, you've done the right test, so you can tell them what's going on. You know, you've ruled out red flags, you can tell them there's nothing sinister going on. You've nailed a diagnosis, you can give them that information, you can tell them what problems they've got, and these are ultimately the problems that you're going to fix. And you can start to explain to them how you're going to get them from A to B, from injury and back to to full health so you know i help students and new grads with this process all the time it's the the most important part almost of my of my membership it's it's why the subjective assessment the objective assessment and then the rehab planning modules form the three modules that are part of the introductory content. So these are the first three modules that any new therapist that joins the membership actually consume because they're the most important. Because again, if you can't do a good job with your assessment, then you're pretty screwed because you're ultimately, you don't know what you're working with. How are you going to design an effective treatment plan when you don't actually know what you're trying to fix? And ultimately, you then you need to know the skills and actually know how to actually put together and structure and what the steps are to get that patient from A to B. So again, this doesn't doesn't particularly that change that much, whether you're working with a knee, you know, a low back, you know, an ACL or, you know, a patient who's hard disc surgery, that the process is arguably gonna be the same. The steps are gonna be largely the same. Clearly some of the exercises and treatments you might do at each and every step to achieve the goals and be able to progress them will be slightly different and that's what you're going to pull from your assessment but the template the framework you're going to use to progress patients from the start to the end is ultimately the same thing and it's all about keeping things simple it's about a, a, a simple process that's going to consistently give you the information you need and get ultimately get you results that are way beyond your level of experience it's going to take away all that guesswork and actually get your patients improving and get your patients progressing at the the rate and you know to keep your patients on side ultimately that that's what you want and ultimately right at the start we talked about the reason we all wanted to be therapists and become a physio or a sports therapist or sports rehabber is to be able to help people and there's nothing better than being able to discharge a patient from your clinic or getting the athlete back on the pitch to play a big game and watching them you know run out there and affect the team's performance in a, in a sort of positive way I don't think there's a, there's a better feeling as a therapist than that and that's why that's what sort of gets me out of bed anyway still uh, in the morning to, to go work in my clinic with with you know job blogs from walking off the street or whether that's working with an elite sports team or, or whatever it may be you know the the feelings are the same you know different different contexts different people but ultimately it's about helping people on the flip side when things don't go right when you're not progressing when you can't get your head around what's going on again i think it can be one with the most frustrating jobs in the world you know and a job that's not enjoyable whatsoever so you know clearly we don't want that and clearly you're going to have patients that are difficult are tricky but you know Nine times out of ten, you should be able to make a really big impact, even as a young, inexperienced therapist. But you're only going to be able to do that if you have a simple process to assess, to treat, and to rehab the patients that you're working with. Want to see how this works? I can show you step by step how the whole thing works, from subjective to objective assessment to rehab planning and prescription. So if you want to be able to identify exactly where you can make improvements in your own patient assessments to get the best and quickest results in the patients you're working with or the athletes you're working with, then head to newgraphphysio.com forward slash membership. There is a, a short form at the bottom of the page and it'll ask you a couple of you know, really simple questions. And the idea behind this is to for you to start to think about What's stopping you making the progress in your own career? And ultimately, what's stopping you getting the results you want with the patients that you're working with? So fill it in, click Submit. That gets sent straight through to me. I see that personally, and I can see what problems you're having right now. And then I'll get right back to you. We'll maybe bounce a couple of questions against each other, and I'll do my very best to sort of help you out in your current situation. Just to round the podcast off, I just want to leave you with... with you know one thing and it's it's sort of a i think it's paraphrased from a, i guess a quote almost but the, the, if you are getting problems at the moment and you're not getting the results that you want maybe your career's not progressing at the at the rate that you want if you keep doing what you were doing you are going to keep getting what you keep getting so so basically if nothing changes with what you're doing you're probably going to continue to get the same results you're probably going to see that you know stagnation in the in maybe the career way you're at at the moment and maybe maybe not making the progress that you'd really want. You're probably still going to continue to get those inconsistent results with your patients if you if you don't. I guess, fix up the problems you're getting right now. And, and as a new grad particularly, and, and certainly as a student, some of the things you're doing maybe not as well as you could do, you don't know because you're just doing what you know. You're doing what you've been taught. and But ultimately, that's not getting you the right results, the results that you want, the consistency results that you want. So clearly, you're missing something. So again, sometimes, the yes, the best thing about having someone who can look from the, from the outset, and look into your world and have a look and see, right, you're doing that. Maybe there's a slightly better way to do that, a simpler way to do that, to make things easier for you. And unless you get told that, sometimes you don't know. And you'll just keep doing what you're doing and ultimately... If that happens, you're probably going to keep getting the same inconsistent results. So if you want to check out your own, I guess, clinical practice, if you want to see where we can make the biggest improvements in your patient assessments, your treatment planning, you know, your rehab, then head to neurophysiocom forward slash membership, fill in the short form at the bottom of the page, hit submit, and I will get right back to you. So just to round off. Big thanks, as always, for joining me on the the podcast. I really value your time, attention, um, for joining me. That's why I keep doing it week on week. Um, obviously, I made a big commitment well, over two years ago now to to do these um, podcasts two and a half years ago something like that, uh, and I've done one every single week. Um, I get loads of thanks and praise and, and feedback from you guys on on some of my socials, in my sort of direct messages and emails and things about. Often the podcast—that's probably sometimes often the first time you have come across myself and the new Girl physio and, and what I do. So again, I, I really, hand on heart, really appreciate all those comments. I appreciate you giving up your part of your day, whether you, whether you listen to me in the car, on a walk, a run, at the gym, at home, wherever you're sort of doing. Um, it, it's great, and I, and I really appreciate your time and effort. And if I can be of any assistance to you, um, again, please, 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 just reach out to me and getting contact. So. Thanks again, uh, and I'll join you on the next episode of the New Grad Physio podcast. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.adv.org newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.